Welcome back to the Athlete Stories Podcast. This show is brought to you by Wadproof Bionic. Wadproof launched a program to help pro members improve their mobility and range of motion while becoming better overall athletes. Uh, it tracks and analyzes movement in real time with the goal of providing unique mobility plans for each user. There's a link in the show notes to check it out and get a free trial. The show is also brought to you by X Endurance Sports Supplements. X Endurance is one of the few products out there that's approved by Informed Sport for professional athletes, for athletes to get drug tested and whatnot. Um, and it's the majority of the products that I take on a daily basis. So check out the link in our show notes as well for a discount for X Endurance. Back to the show. Today we have Sydney. I'm going to say it and I might butcher <laughs> it, um, but I'm going to say it anyways because I haven't asked you yet. Sydney Mikulishin? Uh Close. Very close. Okay. Um, Mikulishin. Yeah. Okay, I don't even that didn't sound different to me, <laughs> but it's your name. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, is it's it like, like honestly very close. Is it like a stronger k <laughs> like where did I, I think, go wrong? I think you said uh Miklishin. Mikalishin. So I think it's the emphasis. Mikalishin. Yeah, there you go. Okay, sweet. Awesome. It's um, very subtle. What, I go with anything really. Where yeah, I feel that. Um where does it come from like what's what nationality is that or where does it, where does your last name come from um it's ukraine like your parents ukraine okay yeah um and uh i don't know where I, what, what my next follow-up for that was but um thanks for being on the show thanks for having me it's a pleasure to be absolutely here. it is thursday july 1st um typically international like active recovery day uh i know you know, Amanda typically gets like body work every Thursday and moves a little bit. Is that your flow too? Like, do you guys have similar flows out there? I think today's Friday. You're right. Wow. <laughs> I was um, like, oh my gosh, I did not do active recovery today. I'm like, I'm destroyed right now. No. <laughs> yeah, we're a little off. Um, no, I don't even know why I would think today's Thursday. Um, because we even we we're at the gym and everything. So what what's your day like today? What's your Friday like? is a big day we start at the track and we do like a big track workout so i did a bunch of mile repeats and then we um do a field workout so today was like dumbbells and and running on the field so we were outside for a good like three hours this morning took advantage of the heat and then our second session was in the gym so a big a big sweaty day today awesome and yeah. for, for, for the audience that may or may not know, um, Sydney, you're with Comp Train in Boston, right? Yeah. Awesome. And your coach is Jarrett. Is that right? Yeah. Jarrett Smith and Ben yeah. Bergeron. So I'm working with those guys. And yeah, I like moved here this year. So this is my first year working with, with the Comp Train crew. And it's been amazing. That's awesome. Where'd you move from? Uh, Canada. So I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba like right in the middle. Okay. Um, yeah. What made you choose comp train? Like, what was that like for you looking, looking at camps and deciding on, uh, you know, that one to be your, your, to be your place that you go train? Honestly, like the, it sounds super like cheesy to say, but like the people and just the environment, like, I feel like I've always just like seen the dynamic of like, coach athlete relationships and athlete athlete relationships that go on there and like just the environment just looks super fun to be around and I've always been a fan of like 
it's funny to say because I train with her but Amanda like I just really like look up to her in the way that she does a lot of things in the sport the way she trains the way she recovers and all that type of stuff and I was like I really want to learn from her I really want to be there um and I've always like looked up to like Ben from the time that I've started in the sport really um so when I was looking for a place to like train and training partners and that type of stuff that was kind of like my first choice and I was like I don't know if they want if they want me but I'm gonna see and and it all kind of worked out so that's awesome and you decided that after last year's CrossFit Games yeah yeah I like went to the games and I kind of saw what it what it takes to like be in the top 10 at the games and I was like I want that I'm like I really want that I want to I want to make it back again and I want to continue to grow and I knew that I had kind of like hit my peak where I was I didn't have any training partners so I knew I had to leave um so I was like comp train's like pretty cool that would be my first choice let's let's see if I can go there and it ended up happening but yeah so kind of after after the games last year I knew that I I needed to make a switch that's awesome you know it's it's a little easier to get uh we'll say accepted into a camp when you're a CrossFit Games athlete so um... it is easier yeah, when you come with a little bit of that, but still, like, I felt very, um, I was just over the moon excited to be, to be able to, like, move here full time and to get to just, like, I felt like I just kind of, like, jumped into, like, getting to train with, like, Chandler and Amanda and every single day I was like, whoa, how did I, how did I get here type of thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, awesome. It felt crazy. Yeah. Um, What is, you know, if you were going to tell your life story in maybe two, three minutes, what would that sound like? Um, I think it would probably be, I grew up playing a sport that I really, really loved. Um, I played volleyball growing up and I had really, really high goals and aspirations for that sport. And it ended up not working out. And I was a little bit sad about it. I was frustrated. I was like, working really, really hard. And I had these really big goals in volleyball. And then kind of like CrossFit just kind of like popped into my life. And it was almost like an opportunity to like start again, like in a new sport to take that hard work and stuff that I was putting into volleyball, but I wasn't really getting the results out of it that I had hoped for. So it was kind of like a redo. I got to put that same level of passion and hard work into a new sport. And it was almost like, it was like made for me. I was like, oh, this makes sense. Like I kind of had like an athletic build. I kind of looked like a CrossFitter before I even did CrossFit. So when I started, I was like, oh, this kind of makes sense. And kind of just applied that same level to a new sport and just ended up falling in love with it and being like relatively successful in it. So yeah, yeah. kind of just that. And you're, uh, you're, are you born and raised in Winnipeg? Yes. Okay, so this is your first time leaving the nest? Yeah, first time away wow. from home. Got it. Did you um did you go to college uh or did you uh after high school start CrossFit? Like what age? How old are you right now? Sorry. Uh I'm 22. Okay. Um yeah. So, did you play volleyball in high school or when did you stop playing volleyball? Um I played I played Division 1 volleyball for uh the University of Manitoba. So, I went to college um, for four years. So I guess like 18, 19, 20, and 21. Um, 
so I went to school and then I had a volleyball scholarship to play there. And I ended up playing volleyball um, basically from age like 13 to 17. And then I got my offer for um, college volleyball at age 17. And then I played two years there. Um, and then I was also studying um, kinesiology. So I was in school uh, to get a physical education degree. Um, and I did that. And then my, so after two years of playing volleyball, I was like, I can't, like, I love CrossFit so much. So I ended up just playing volleyball my first year. And then my second year, I was doing school volleyball and CrossFit. And I was like, I love CrossFit so much. Like, I love this way more. Like, my heart was so invested in that sport, even though I was still playing um, for my school. So I was like, I can't do this again. I was like, I'm just going to stick out this season. And then the following year, I'm just going to go all CrossFit. Um, and then so my third year of school, it was just school and just CrossFit. And that was the year I made the games. And then this coming up year, I was like, I'm going to see what happens if I just do CrossFit. Let's, let's see what happens there. So that's, that's where we're at so far. Gotcha. And did you finish school or did you leave school? I left school. I didn't finish. I was about two thirds. Maybe that's a little generous. Two thirds of the way through um, a degree. I had always taken like a pretty light course load just because I was always playing sports and all that type of stuff. I was kind of just like taking my time to get through it because I always had another thing. It wasn't ever just school. Um, so yeah, no, no degree, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that is okay. You're super young. Um, for what it's worth, I'm 32 and I know I don't look it, but, uh, no, um, I'm 32 <laughs> and this camera lighting that Soroka gave me makes me look hopefully not 32, but anyways, <laughs> uh, I am like, I'll be four classes away from my undergrad. I take like one class a semester and I have for like the past 10 years. That's um, amazing. I feel like I can relate to that super hard. Like Sometimes you just like you have so much going on. You just got to like chip away and chip away yeah. and then you'll get there. That's cool. Four, yeah, and I, six, yeah. Four classes away. That's, yeah. After this, close. I'm in like a summer B right now. Summer B. Um, and I've got one course I had two, but I dropped the other one because it was a huge workload. And uh, as you know, with my profession over the next six yeah. weeks, we'll have enough going on. Um, it's going to be a little busy. Yeah. So I, I kept one of them and dropped the other one. But I say that to say that. Uh, you know, I think you're, you're investing in what's important right now and you can always circle back and get that later. Yeah, um, of course. That was kind of what I thought when I, when I decided this year to, to part ways with school, I was like, you gotta, you gotta do what's right in the moment and school will always be there, but your prime and your body will not. So you kind of got to yeah. take it while you, while you have the shot. Absolutely. I agree. Um, and I, you know, I'm not one of those people that's like, I'm not a, uh, a college detractor, like, oh, F college. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. um, I still think there's a significant amount of value behind um, getting your undergrad. And the statistics are pretty clear that people with an undergrad, um, on average, get paid more than people without one. Um, uh, all that to say, I actually don't know why I'm saying this. Hold on. All that to say, I don't think you have to get it in four years to be successful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can take um, your time. You can go back. Yeah. And you have a career, right? So you have the luxury of um, taking an alternate route for now and you can circle back later on. Yeah. Um, so smart move. I approve. Long story short, I approve. 
thanks. I appreciate uh, it. I, it's been working out really good so far. So awesome. What do yeah. your parents do? Um, my mom is a teacher and my dad's uh, a police officer back home. Super traditional. Yes. Very, um, very. <laughs> yeah. Anyone I've ever met from Canada has like a super like traditional like blue collar lifestyle mom's a parent dad's a cop like do anybody in oh canada gosh. do anything other than that stuff like <laughs> i know it sounds super funny like whenever people are like oh what do your parents do and i tell them i'm like yeah it's super just like straightforward it's like yeah they just they do that but they're awesome they're happy they love what they do so i'm a little bit in public schools off the path yeah public school my whole my whole way got it and with your with your mom being a um uh your mom being a, a teacher and your dad being a cop um, what did you want to do growing up? Like, what was your first career choice? Ooh, that's actually good. I don't know if one really comes to mind. I think I always, I think I always had fitness goals. I never really had a career goal, which is like funny to think back at, but I was never really like, oh, I want to be this when I grow up. Oh, I want to do this. I was I was very like focused on the sport I was playing at the time. And I kind of was like, I just want to be really, really good at that. Like, I don't really yeah. know what the future is going to hold or what I'm going to want to do then. But all I know is I want to do this right now. So I kind of would just do that. Um, I did. And I still do. I, I think being a physical education teacher would be unbelievable. I think that'd be super rewarding. It would be very cool. Um, who knows where life will take me if I ever did go back to school. I definitely would finish that degree. But um, yeah, I never, I never really was one of those kids that, that grew up with a, like a job in mind, I guess. Yeah, that's interesting. I was thinking about that since like, I was probably four. Um, really? What, what would you say? Uh, the first job I ever wanted, I think, uh, I was going to say something, but I want to make sure it's accurate. Um my first job was I wanted to be an architect. Um, my dad is a civil engineer. And so basically he's just a low paid architect uh, for what that's worth. And he, when I was a kid, he would basically do these drawings like infrastructure drawings and then these dynamic uh, specs for building new uh, department malls or whatever, or, a new car wash. Um, he didn't do like houses or anything like that. Um, and so I would see that and I was really good at drawing. It kind of runs in my family. I don't really, I don't know how there's like a, a genetic trait for drawing, but apparently there is. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, architects make a lot of money and I'm good at drawing. Um, but then I took an AutoCAD class in like, I think eighth grade and it was really boring. Um, so it wasn't what I thought. So you were uh, like, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't want to do that. I knew I wanted to be a math teacher at one point because I was really good at math. Um, cool. I think early on, basically, I was like, what am I good at and what makes a lot of money? And so yeah. when I realized math teachers don't make a lot of money, I was like, well, not that. Um, also, uh, the way that I did math as a kid, like I'm one of those like, I never wrote my problems on paper. I just did it in my head. And oh, one of those people that are like, oh, I just solved it in my my head. There's no work. Yeah. Um, which pros and cons. Crazy. <laughs> you people uh, yeah so I did that and then I would always get in trouble with the teacher and so I thought well I don't want to teach math if this lady's going to yell at me for how I do math and so um so I didn't decided not to do that but I think in many ways uh I I do math for a living because 
just kind of what I do. And then, um, anyways, yeah. Uh, so if you weren't doing CrossFit, you think you'd be pursuing like a, a career as a PE teacher? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I definitely think that everything like happens for a reason too. Like I know I'd be happy doing that, but I don't know if that is, is truly what I'd be like super happy doing. Like I genuinely feel like where, like where my life is going and where I'm at is like where I'm meant to be. And like, I feel very happy getting to do what I do every single day. I can't imagine like having another job. So that's yeah. super cool. Even though like this wasn't really a thing, like I didn't grow up being like, oh, this is a sport that I'm going to want to do, which just kind of like came to me. And so, yeah, I think that the way your life works out is, is kind of all for a reason. So I try not to stress about it and just let it happen. That's good. That's a good mindset. Um, what, if you were to describe yourself in three words, what would they be? Ooh, describe myself in three words. Um, I think, I think I'm pretty easygoing. Um, I'm a hard worker. I, I'd say I, I work really hard at the things that I'm really passionate about. Um, I guess that's more than three words, but easygoing. There's a hyphen worker. there, so easygoing, hard worker. <laughs> and three words. Um, I guess like just like energetic. I feel I feel like very passionate about the things that like I want to do and I kind of like wake up every single morning like really excited to do the things that I'm gonna do. So I guess just like high energy about like life and the things that I'm pursuing. That's a blessing. Do you drink coffee? Are you an energy yeah. person or a coffee person? Oh my gosh, both. But like, I drink coffee all the time. <laughs> okay. And I was like, gonna say, I I've got. <clears throat> I was gonna say, I've got a couple friends. They don't drink any coffee, but they're they're super energetic all the time. And I'm like, I hate you. Like, uh, how do you yeah, have energy no. without without <laughs> caffeine? I don't understand it. Um, yeah, no, but I, you're not. I'm I'm a big coffee drinker, and I try and be like, I'm not addicted to it. Like, there's no way. And then if I don't drink it, I have like a pounding headache and I'm irritable and I'm like, I need my coffee now. Like, so yeah, I guess you could say yeah. I'm addicted. It's therapeutic, but at the same time, yeah, it's for sure an, an addiction, I would say. Um, yeah. I just try to like regulate mine. Cause when I was younger, like, especially when I, prior to getting into sort of the micro elements of the fitness world where you, you really truly learn uh, the impact of different nutrients and different things like caffeine and, and then all the other food sources. And so like as a kid, like late teens, early twenties, we'd, I'd drink like three monsters at work and then take a pre-workout before the gym and then have vodka Red Bulls at <laughs> night when I go out with my friends, you know what I mean? Like not even considering, Oh my! Oh gosh. wow. I've had yeah. 1200 milligrams of caffeine today. You know what I mean? Like, um, and now so much now I'm like very aware of it. It's like, Oh, I've only had 300 milligrams. Like I'm short today, you know, like, cause on average, <laughs> You're like, oh my like, gosh. yeah, like I know I, I can like sort of game it. And then there's some days where I'm like a little bit less, maybe I didn't get enough sleep or whatever. And I'm like, Oh man, I gotta, I gotta bump it up a little bit. I gotta start my day with a triple shot instead of a double shot. Um, that's awesome. I'm so, definitely the same way. Yeah. I try, uh, I have I try to, to regulate like, it. Yeah. And then I try to cut it off like 4 PM. Some people do 12. I'm like 12. I'm like working until seven or eight. Yeah, four p.m. I I cut off. Two. Yeah. What time do you go to bed though? I'm like eight thirty. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm like in bed at ten, asleep by eleven. So okay, like practically the same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. so 
have you noticed your accent has changed since to Boston, or is it like this still the same? Because I can hear like nuances of the the Canadian accent, but it's not like heavy. Yeah, no, I I don't really have a heavy Canadian accent. I don't think um, when I came here, people were like, "Oh, I I thought you were gonna have like a really strong accent," and I'm like, "No, like that's for people who speak French. Like if you if you don't speak French, you're not really gonna have an accent, but." It's funny because Chandler thinks I have a really strong accent. And he's like, it sounds really sing-songy. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means either. Like, I think Um, he thinks that it's sing-songy in a way. It's, like, funny when he describes it. But, um, no, no one really here has an accent either. Like, I guess if you go to Boston, people sound like that, like, super hardcore Boston accent. But... No one, no one at the gym really sounds like that. <laughs> Have you encountered anybody like, or any groups of people like super hardcore Boston people? Yes. Yes. They're it is totally super different. funny to listen to. So funny. Yeah. My mom's side of the family, like she has seven sisters and they're all like New Hampshire, Maine and Boston. And oh. it's basically like, if you ever seen the movie, the fighter um, with Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale, have you ever seen that movie? No. Um, you must not be a movie person or a fighting movie person, at least. Honestly, it's sad to say I'm not really a, a movie person, which is, like, horrible um, to say, because I know there's great movies out there. There's so many great movies, but uh, this is one of them. And in, in just okay. in the movie, he's got, like, he lives in Boston. He's got these, like, seven sisters, and they've all got poofy blonde hair, and they all fight and argue, and they've got this deep Boston accent. It's like, that's that's Ooh. my mom's side of the family. That's funny. Yeah, um, there's so. a few people at the gym that do have, like, an accent, and then I've only been in the city, like, twice. But when I go in, it's like, there's, it's funny. It's a very strong accent. Yeah. Um, when did you start CrossFit? Like, how long have you been doing CrossFit? I found CrossFit um, in May of 2018. Okay. So. Four years, four and a half years. I guess, like, four, four and a half years. Wow. That's a, a, a relatively quick trajectory to the CrossFit Games. Um, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did you struggle with I, anything? Um. Yeah. I think the the biggest things that I so I did my like my first open was 2019, and I really struggled with like high rep gymnastics, um, like handstand pushups specifically. But other than that, like honestly, just like anything on the rack, like pull ups, chest to bar, toes to bar, like I just couldn't hang. Like I like not even close. Like I would do like a set of three and then be like, I'm good. Like that was really hard. (laughs) So um, that was kind of like my first, like when I was working with my first coach back home, that was kind of like our first focus. Like we did the 2019 open. We were like, whoa, you're high rep gymnastics that that needs to get better. So we basically just focused on high rep gymnastics and invested gymnastics. Like I did so many of my pulling gymnastics workouts vested for like a year and then now it's like my favorite thing in the sport like we just kind of took that and ran with it for a really really long time and then the next open came around and we were like okay we're we're good there now but here's this and then it was basically at that point it was just fitness it was like okay like you can hang on all these movements like from my gymnastics background I did gymnastics when I was younger like when I came into the crosses face like I had all my movements, like I had legless rope climbs, I had, I had a ring muscle up, I had a bar muscle ups. like there wasn't anything I didn't have. So I know that catapults you like 
so far so early like yeah. really really well um so once like my higher up gymnastics got up it was kind of like okay now you just have to like be fit like you just have to get fit now so i would just like slam ball like i would just do like mechon after mechon after mechon and just an insane amount of volume for like two years until like my fitness was there my higher up gymnastics was there and then it was just like strategy how you go about it how you recover so we kind of just like pieced it together like that like we would take one thing and hit it super super hard for like a year and then we would move on to the next thing that's super that's kind of what happened i think that gives a uh shines a light on like even though i would say you made it to the games faster than the typical trajectory but it still shines a light on the value of patience right like if a coach were to tell the average crossfitter like hey for one year we're gonna focus on your high rep gymnastics they would be like well what about everything else like yeah. a year is a long time i have these seven competitions i want to do and da, 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 da. And it's like nope for a year we're gonna do this one thing um, yeah you kind of got to just like dive into it yeah i love that um what if you were to write a workout for yourself like your favorite workout what would it be or maybe it already exists but what would that workout be? um it would be like <laughs> it's gonna be super funny because it's all gonna basically be like one thing um probably something like five rounds for time of like three legless row climbs 10 ring muscle ups and like five squat snatches at like 175 so you just want to pull all the time you just... pull 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 yeah i love pulling i love that besides the legless rope climbs i like that workout a lot um i just yeah. and i like legless rope climbs but uh that would blow up my arms so much um like anybody else probably but um oh, yeah. what is your what's your earliest memory in life oh these are like deep questions wow yeah they come I out like of this. left left field you won't be ready for the cuff i just like pull them out of nowhere <laughs> that's awesome um my earliest memory in life Ooh, this is this one like stands out to me um probably like being in like kindergarten at recess and i was obsessed with the monkey bars so i would like play on the monkey bars all the time at recess and i would rip my hands really really bad like tear my hand up and i would come home and like be upset because my mom would be like oh you like can't go to monkey bars and i would refuse to go to school because the only reason i wanted to go to school was so i could climb the monkey bars so she would send me to school with like biker gloves like i would go to school with like these like biking gloves on and wow. like they're fingerless like they looked horrible like they were super old too like she like got, got them out of the garage and i would like go to school in kindergarten with these biking gloves on and people would be like what the heck and i'd be like man i'm getting ready for recess <laughs> i ripped yeah. my hands i have to be ready to go so you've been prepping for crossfit for, like, since kindergarten basically and i did that honestly from like kindergarten probably to like grade five i was that kid well like yeah you that's where you're that's why you like to pull <laughs> hanging out on the the <laughs> monkey bars um yeah. that's awesome and that's so unusual how relevant that is to your career now no um my earliest memory was getting in a fight at preschool so um not necessarily relevant to my career now but mm -hmm. um maybe maybe in a different lifetime uh <laughs> what is speaking of um not speaking of fighting, but what's the most trouble you've ever been in? 
I, I was not the greatest kid in school. I was kind of a troublemaker. No. So, yeah. So I was, I get really competitive. So I was like, I got suspended in grade three. Not that that's like a really big deal, but I feel like if you're in grade three and get suspended, like that doesn't happen too often. I like punched a kid super hard and like, <laughs> I think I broke his nose, but it was like bleeding. I don't remember it super well, but we were playing soccer. And I remember he was not playing nicely like he was like being super aggressive and i kind of had this ongoing thing with this kid i didn't really like him he i had a ponytail and he came up behind me and yanked my ponytail so i turned around and just decked him i hit him super hard and then all i remember is like not being allowed to go to school for like a week <laughs> um sometimes so, you got to do what you got to do yeah I, I think there's a time where you have to stand up for yourself and there's a time where you need to turn the other cheek and you know this might have been one of those times to stand up for yourself what did your parents do um, they probably got mad at me, I would have to say. Um, I was kind of, yeah, I kind of got into trouble in the, like, elementary school a lot. Like, I got into a lot of fights. Like, I, this was not the first or last time I had punched this specific kid either. I punched him, I think, like, three times in the course of my, like, elementary school time. Um, yeah, they probably wow. weren't super happy. I also, like, um, was that kid in class that would like cause a lot of like commotion like I would just laugh a lot or like just try and be funny and like cause commotion when you're not supposed to cause commotion so I just I would get like dragged out of the classroom by like the collar of my shirt like probably once a day twice a day and I had the same teacher that. for three years in a row bless this man's heart he probably <laughs> like like he was like this kid again like for real so yeah I, and then my sister, so my sister was in the same school as me. She was only two years younger than me. And my mom and dad would come and like pick her up to go to like, like a swimming lesson or they'd come pick her up or go on a field trip. And I remember like so many times I'd be sitting in the hallway and they'd walk by and I, they'd just be like, Sid, like, come on. <laughs> so here you are again, here I am. But that kind of got so sorted out by like grade nine. Here's a real question. When was the last time you punched somebody? Last time, it's been a long time. I'm going to say. So you've gotten like all that out. Someone? Yeah. Like, does your, like, does my sister count? Cause like probably like the last time I saw her, but um, grade eight. Last time I really punched someone, grade eight. Got it. All yeah. Right. That's, that's kind of like in a different life. I don't think anybody would have picked you for uh, somebody, someone going around breaking noses. But... No, no. That was like, I. I was a wild kid back then. Um, well, here's a piece of advice. Don't punch anyone now because you're a lot stronger than you used to be when you were in when you were eight. Um, I won't punch anyone now. Don't worry. I don't think that's yeah. that's not really my vibe anymore. But no, don't get too yeah. caught up in Boston traffic, basically. <laughs> yeah, they're so aggressive. Oh my gosh. Did you have a, a nickname growing up or do you have a nickname now? Is it the same? Kind of like changed throughout my life so i kind of just go by sid everyone calls me sid that's cool um when i played volleyball it was mick so m-i-c-h we had yeah. four sydneys on my volleyball team um wow. so i went by mick and that kind of like stuck for a while but um mostly just Sid. got it what yeah. did you have any jobs growing up like early teens or anything or was it just all school and sports uh, no, I've had a few jobs, actually. I 
so my earliest job when I was 14, I worked at McDonald's and then I got, and then I got fired. That's humbling. So Did you punch someone at was, McDonald's? No, no. We just like, I was 14. They were like, you're trash. Like you got to get out of here. Like you're messing things up. To be fair, I didn't even really want to work there. So McDonald's was really short lived. Um, yeah, I can only imagine. My, I don't, I don't know a whole lot of people that want to work at McDonald's. Like no offense. No. I was like, you want to fire me? I'm like, that's totally fine. Um, my, my longest, I guess, job was I was a gymnastics coach at the gym that I trained at for a while. So I coached gymnastics for probably a good, like, four years, four or five years. And I kind of did that as I was still in high school um, or, sorry, middle school transitioning to high school. So it was kind of like... 15 to 17. So three, four years there. Um, when I went to college, I worked at a garden center. So I like sold trees and like shrubs, which I've, is like I funny. Trees because, when I was younger too. Really? Did you like know anything about them or was it just more like manual labor? No, I sold weed. It was just a, it was just a bad joke. Oh, but, that's funny. Um... <laughs> <laughs> awesome um sorry <laughs> if you tell me a joke it's gonna go right over my head every time i guarantee i think a lot of my jokes typically go over people's head anyways so um <laughs> it's fine i think bad jokes like that are called dad jokes at this point and so yeah um, oh my gosh i'm like super bad with jokes like sarcasm too i'm like i just don't understand <laughs> that's fine I, and, and i don't i rarely elicit like a lot of emotion when i'm sarcastic and so it throws people Ooh. off too. They're like, I don't know what you, are you being serious? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm sorry. Yeah. That um, would like really throw me off. So you used to sell trees. Cool. Um, <laughs> yep. Trees and shrubs. And then, and then I worked at a like outdoor, like sporting place. So um, I was like a wakeboard instructor and I did like this, like ropes course vibe. It was this place called sick. Adrenaline Adventures and you like, it's like a big ropes course with like a zip line and then you can go like wakeboarding in this like man-made lake it's kind of gross but it's what you do in winnipeg when you're not yeah i mean i water i grew up in lakeland so uh we have a bunch of gross lakes that we basically just fished in like knee deep and caught mm. catfish with like cane poles and stuff so i feel you um yeah so lots of weird jobs but yeah uh um what's your proudest moment as a kid or maybe a young adult um, I think my proudest moment as a kid, because I guess I still would have been a kid when this happened, was probably making um my university volleyball team. That was like a dream of mine since I was probably like 13 years old. And I worked for that goal from like 13 till 17 when I eventually like made it. So that was probably like my proudest moment as like a kid if that awesome. counts as a kid what's the what's the toughest thing you've ever you think you've ever gone through in life hmm. the toughest thing i'm actually gonna say it was something very recent probably me leaving the crossfit gym that i started at to come here i i genuinely think that was probably like the toughest moment span that i've gone through it's it's not easy leaving a place that you're comfortable at that you found success in that your friends are there 
that was probably like the toughest moment like to date was the transition here yeah what uh was it amicable though was it healthy or was it like were they pissed what was there no no it was it, it was very healthy it was it was just like it's time like it's 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 time to go like we both kind of knew and and it was just the way it was but it it still was very very sad yeah if that I makes that. any sense like like bittersweet type of thing like we both knew that it was it was just time and we kind of knew that it was time leading up to it but I'm not, I wasn't really like, Hey, I want to go. It was kind of like a, you should go type of thing. So I was kind of like, ah, this is really tough, <laughs> yeah. but I know it's the right thing to do. So it was, it was a very tough transition, but, um, that didn't last super long because yeah. everyone here is amazing. Do you have a hero or heroes like outside of CrossFit? Um, Hmm. Someone that I look up to. I don't. I don't know. I think everyone that I look up to might be. I don't know if I've really thought about that. I'm trying to think. Um, you know what? I probably so before CrossFit, outside of the CrossFit space, um, probably like one of my best girlfriends that I played volleyball with. I like really looked up to her as like a leader on like my volleyball team and just kind of like the way she, she was able to like perform in the sport and like go to school. And she was actually one of the girls that, well, she was the girl that was kind of like, Hey Sid, like you'd be really, really good at CrossFit. You should try it. Um, so I really looked up to her. Um, her name's Kelsey and and she was just really good at volleyball and she was really good at school. And I was like, whoa, she's, she's going after what she wants. Like she kind of had this really like dominant and really strong, like I'm going to set out um, to get what I want. And she kind of just like put out that energy. Like it was almost like a little bit aggressive. And I really was like, whoa, that's, that's cool. Like, I like that. So I feel like I, not that that worked out for me in, in volleyball, but I feel like I kind of took what I saw her do there and like apply it into the sport um, that I do now. So probably her. Cool. What about CrossFit? Like early on when you got into this sport, who was your, you know, favorite or maybe your, your few of your favorites? Um, for sure. My, my favorite when I first got into the sport was Katrin. Um, I read her, I read her book and I followed her on Instagram and I was just like obsessed. I was like just her mindset and, and the way she trains and just, the way she approaches things, I, I just was like, I want to, I want to be like Catherine. I'm like, that is, she's, she's got her head, right? Like it's, it was cool. So for sure her, yeah. um, I always now, um, I'm like everyone, <laughs> especially now that I'm like, like into it, like everyone. But when I first started like Catherine, for sure. Cool. What's been your most, I mean, you know, I know you haven't done a ton of competitions, but what's been your favorite one to do so far? Um, um, the games, for sure. I'm going to say, um, I guess my favorite moment would have to be this past semifinal that I was at. I think that was like the best showcase of, of my fitness in a live competition that I've done to date. Um, I've only ever really done like, I've only ever done two in-person elite competitions. 
and the first one was the games so i kind of was like just really right, yeah. like whoa i'm here um i didn't really know what i was doing <laughs> like i mean how much do you know what you're doing when you come in in your first year i don't know but i was just like trying to soak it all in and have a really great time and i was like just trying to take it all in um but then this year when i showed up to my semi i was like I know what this is like. I'm not here to have a good time. I'm here to win. Like, that's what I set out to do. Like, that's what I wanted to do in that semifinal. So to like compete really well all weekend. And I think like my execution and just everything that I, like my competitive nature, I was able to just like really bring out. Like I wasn't, I wasn't like trying to take it all in. I wasn't like, wow, this is an amazing moment. I was like, no, you're here to do a job, go get the job done. And then you can be happy after. And that's the way I wanted to, attack that weekend um and it ended up being my favorite my favorite in-person moment so far because of that awesome who's your yeah. favorite person to compete with or against oh my gosh i don't know i've like literally done this twice so <laughs> true um favorite person to compete with or against hmm that's like tricky because so like the games last year like I was like in either the first or second heat like I wasn't I wasn't like in the final heat like competing yeah. against like all those like honestly I don't I don't think I have one I'll I'll have to get back to you on that question as okay. I as I keep competing but plead the fifth so for now non-answer non for now yeah. um if you were on a team who would be on your team if I was on a team like in CrossFit, yeah, yeah. Ooh, um, you got to pick two dudes and one girl. Who who would they be? I'm just gonna have to go with the comp train team. I'm gonna take Amanda as my as my girl, and I'm gonna recruit Chandler and Cole. I think we'd be a sick team. That's a pretty badass <laughs> team. Yeah. Um, like that. What would you like to see at the game? What I mean by that is like the games always has a, at least one, if not more, unique test meaning. Like a couple of years ago, they had the obstacle course. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this past year, uh, they didn't really have anything like that per se. But they've had like, I mean, even like, anyways, you get my point. What would you yeah. like to see at the games in terms of like a unique test? Um, I have like two. So I guess the first one's not really unique, but I know they don't bike every single year. I would love to see some tour, some type of like biking course whether that's like a mountain bike or like road biking like Clifton shoes something like that I'd be really pumped to do um or like some sort of like Spartan race style like some like obstacle course-esque Spartan race like something something yeah, long something gritty but like something kind of yeah something different like that that would be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, have you seen the stuff from Morning Chalk Up posted about the um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh like the permit? Permits that they pulled in the city of Madison. Yeah. Yeah, we've all what been eyeing that, that up. I don't know. It's so hard to guess, but like I guess my uh initial reaction was like run bike, like dual athlon type of vibe, maybe. Could be. Who knows? It's like not like have... long enough to do like a big bike, but it's also like you could make a course out of it. Yeah, it could be laps. Um, 
and I think I could I could have misread it, but I think that there's a station at the end, like on one end of the course. So there could be some element at the end of the course, like a, and then maybe you finish that element and come back. Um, yeah. So who knows what that is? You know, it's so hard to guess. Like you, we could guess all day, and like we're probably going to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, who knows though? It's not Castro, so it could. Yeah. You could guess it could right. Be anything. Um. What what do you think the hardest thing is about being a CrossFit Games athlete or like a full time professional CrossFit athlete? Um, I think the hardest part is just like dealing with not feeling good the majority of the time, um, and then also not letting that get to you. So I think especially like when you get into like semis and games like this time this time of year, um just with the volume and the training and everything that you're doing, you're just not feeling good. Like 99.9% of the time. And like, that's definitely the hardest part because your job is to like go into the gym and, and to work out, but you have to balance like, Oh, is that actually a good idea? Oh, should I back off on this? Like, I'm not feeling good today. Am I just being a baby? Should I work through it? Like there's so many mixed emotions that I think go through your head when you're training at this level. Like, am I doing too much? Am I not doing enough? Like, am I actually hurting or do I just not want to do this? So, so I think it's like balancing like how your body feels and what you have to do. Um, that aspect of it, because we we're, we're all here because we love the sport. We're all here because we love to train. Um, it's that it's finding that balance between like, yeah, doing too much and not doing enough. It's like that sweet yeah. spot. Like it's, it's hard to find it, but that's probably the the hardest part for me, for sure. Got I like it. to do a lot of stuff, and, and I run myself into the ground. Um, but we have amazing coaches <laughs> yeah. to tell you when to back off, but that's definitely my, my biggest thing. Got it. If you could put anything on a big blank billboard overlooking, like, the busiest intersection that you know of, what would the billboard say? Ooh. This, these questions, these are really good. Um, hmm. I probably don't have an amazing quote for this, but maybe like a thought that could you could think of a quote for would kind of just be like, like don't like don't worry too much about anything. Like don't worry about having stuff figured out. Don't worry about like what's going to happen. Just kind of do what feels right. And I, and I feel like that just kind of like will lead you into like what you're supposed to do. Like, don't stress, don't worry, don't worry what other people think. Don't worry if you're doing the right thing. If it's like what you're supposed to do, if you're supposed to go to school, if you're supposed to have a job, like just kind of do what feels right. And I feel like if you like truly lean into that, like you're going to be successful. Like you will find success in that. Like things will work out. Um, I love it. So in short... Uh, by the way, are you a Christian or do you, are you religious at all? Do you have any, what's your worldview there? Um, I'm kind of just like, I would say I'm more like spiritual, okay. like more just like neutral, but belief in like a higher, in a higher faith. I think it's probably agnostic might be where you land. Um, not that that matters in this in this context, uh, doesn't the grand scheme of things, of course, but, um, there's a scripture. It's like, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, uh, 
by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god anyways it's uh your your billboard basically is like a parallel statement to scripture in the bible don't worry oh, about anything cool. um anyways uh yeah i definitely feel like that makes a lot of sense like yeah um so what was my next question if you i <laughs> I love this question because I uh, sometimes I don't even ask it, um, but I usually save it for the whenever I feel like people are extra nice. Um, it's called the trolley dilemma. You ever heard of the trolley dilemma? Mm -mm. It's like a question they ask and for tests in psychology. But um, if you had to choose, so imagine there's a trolley or a train, right? And you have control of the direction the train goes and the train comes to a fork in the road and it either can go left or right. And at the end of the track is on the right is a loved one. Um, and on the left is uh, five strangers that you've never met. You got to choose where the train goes. Where is it going? Well, it's going to the five strangers I never met. <laughs> right? <laughs> is that the right answer? A loved one and then five strangers? Um, it, well, there's no, I don't know that there's a right answer. Um, well, I think my initial reaction would be like to save my love. That would okay. be my initial, like, I'm not thinking like, obviously I'm going to choose that in that moment. Okay. So there's a hundred people and then one loved one. Now, what are you doing? Oh gosh. Um, like, yes, yeah, still, like, I'm still going to save that loved one. You're going to kill a hundred people. Yeah, oh my I think God. so. <laughs> who is this person? Like, who is the loved one? I I don't know, but if I if I love the person, like I don't know these other people. Like, I think I would do anything, right? Like my mom, my dad, okay, my sister, right. yeah, for sure. It's loyalty. Um, I if, guess. Uh, are you a reader? So. Do you read? Am I a reader? Like books? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else you would read, but yes uh not a lot okay um you don't have to be but <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's your favorite cereal right now i have i'm obsessed with um reese's pieces cereal like reese's peanut butter cup yeah. that's like a daily that's on the daily menu i just had that's it like nice. right before we hopped on here <laughs> nice um summer or winter summer beach or mountains beach okay um so the thing about this, this is not a short this is not a short question like the other ones in the in the professionalization of crossfit when you think about all the athletes that you know with yourself included and if you were to create like a pie graph that was to sort of like attribute the success in crossfit to either genetics or hard work, what would the percentage in your pie graph be? Genetics mm, and hard work. I I think hard work is going to be bigger, but not a lot. I think I'm going to say it's like 60% hard work and 40% genetics because I truly think like the best people in our sport are genetic freaks. Like there's no way that they're getting to where they are without um, having 
good genetic. So I'm going to give that 40, but there's also no way they're getting there without the most insane work ethic. Like they have to have a hundred percent work ethic. Like they have to be the hardest workers in the room, but they also on top of that are going to have the best genetics. So I think it's a mixture of both. Um, but I, I do believe that hard work, you, you won't get anywhere. Like you could be the most genetically gifted person on this planet. And if you don't have a good work ethic, like you're not going anywhere. So yeah. there definitely has to have that balance. But I, I do think genetics in any, like once you're comparing the top, like 0.001%, like it makes a huge difference. So I'm going to give it like a, a 60% hard work, 40% genetic. I, I agree. I think that's fair. Um, a couple questions to close out. Uh, one being, what would your advice be for, aspiring CrossFit Games athletes or at least aspiring competitive CrossFit athletes, people trying to go from being, you know, everyday uh, class takers to competitive athletes? Um, I think, I think I would have a few, I think like one of them, like some basic ones would be like, find a coach that you trust and that you enjoy working with, because that's going to make a huge difference in your success and find a program that works for you. You need to work on your weaknesses. You can't, you can't just go in and do class. You, you gotta, you gotta focus on what you, what you gotta work on. So coaching, programming, um, which is obvious, I think. And then the third one would be like, to just always have fun with it. I think once you stop having fun with it, that's when you're gonna stop being successful because you're gonna, the reason we all get into this is because we love it. Like we all start it because it's fun. And I think if you can continue to have fun with it, even as you're trying to make it your profession, your career, you're trying to make it to the CrossFit games. Um, that's just going to make you so much more successful. You're going to come into the gym with such a high desire to train. And even if you leave that day feeling absolutely wrecked, the day crushed you, you didn't really do anything that you like, you didn't do as good as you thought. You're still going to be like, well, I'm really excited to go back to the gym tomorrow. Um, and those just like consistent days of like getting to the gym, working really hard and loving it. I feel like those add up and make you successful over time. So yeah, coaching, programming, and then just like having fun with it. That's great. That's great stuff. Three point, uh, three points too. I love a good uh, three point <laughs> advice. Um, last but not least, how do you want people to remember you? You know, when, when you're old and gone what do you want people to say about you um i think i think i would just like people to to say that that i was like a fun person to be around like that they liked having me around and i would like to think that i i could like leave leave someone or leave a space better than i found it like i i try and come into every relationship or like place i go to and try and just like bring a positive light, like bring that positive energy um, and just kind of like try and leave the place better than I found it in any way that that could be, whether that's like in a professional way or even just in a lighthearted way, just like smiling at someone or just being there for someone if they need it, but just trying to like leave a positive, a positive outlook um, to like every situation I'm in. That's great. Sydney, uh, thanks for being on the show today. Um, it was a lot of fun getting to know you, especially as a, you know, a rookie in the sport where we don't know a whole lot about you. Um, and, uh, it was, it was cool catching up and I yeah. wish you the best at the CrossFit games here in 
like a, I don't know, a month and two days from today. Yeah, like a month. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So much fun.